Hello and welcome back to another episode of Branding with Bex. I know it's been a little while and this schedule is kind of all over the place, but it's been a very busy fall and I'm super excited to have some new guests on the show. I will leave a disclaimer here that there's probably going to be a little bit of a break and a slight pivot when it comes to the podcast. So with season three, we've gotten into a lot of different topics and we've talked about more political things, things that are happening in our world, different viewpoints culturally, and I think that it's going in a really great direction. This podcast originally was started to talk about branding and social media marketing, and I think it tied in because people wanted to learn more about how to potentially like overcome cancel culture to be able to speak their mind out there, and I want to keep that theme going. So we're going to pivot a little bit into the ne- in the next episodes and really show about current events, but also how you can continue to grow your brand in the online space. Maybe if you have a different viewpoint than me, that's totally fine. I think it's great that everybody gets out there and shares their views, but we'll teach you a little bit more about how you can do that, how you can continue to grow your audience, and talk a little bit more about the social media marketing business side of things. On today's episode, we have a special guest. His name is Jordan. He's actually from Australia, and I have connected with him through social media. Really, we share a lot of similar views, and we kind of found each other online that way. Jordan is the Chief Operating Officer of Stop the Demand Project. He came here from Australia. He talks a lot about his experience living in Australia and also his experience living in the United States. And it's a really interesting conversation. So this episode is more of a conversational episode. It's more of an interview. And we talk and learn more about current events, how we can continue to keep the faith during these tough times. And we also dive into his organization and what they do. So without further ado, let's welcome Jordan to the show. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the show. Let's start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? What do you do in your spare time? Do you have any hobbies? Anything you'd like to share? Hey, Rebecca, thank you for having me today. Um, I'm excited to do this with you. So my name's Jordan. Um, I'm from Sydney, Australia, and I'm 28 years old. Um, I'll be 29 this year. I don't look it. I look pretty young. Um, (laughs) Me too, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I got a baby face, you know. but I've got a lot of hobbies. Uh, I, I'm a person who who finds interest and passion in many different things. So to name a few, I say I'm a big sports fan. Um, I'm a fan of all New England sports. Um, I love checking out new restaurants. I like cooking. I love traveling and photography. Um, I also have a fashion background. So that's part of my interest as well. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So Given the current situation, I know there is a lot going on in Australia, and I'm very curious as to why you came to the United States from Australia, if you have any information about Australia and how things are maybe going there now. Yeah, so obviously Australia isn't doing that great right now, um, but when I was growing up, it was it was incredible. Um, uh, I think America is the greatest country in the world, but mm-hmm. Australia is a close second for sure. So growing up, my family was never very super well off, um, but my father was a very, very hardworking man and he was able to send me to a boarding school. So I went to my prep school and high school in a boarding school. And after I graduated, I started working um, in fashion and in PR. And um, I was 25 when I decided to move to America because I thought, oh, my life was very comfortable. Because that's Australia. If you have a good job, then your life's basically set. Okay. But I wasn't growing as a person um, and spiritually as well. So I I wanted to move. And I had always felt a pull from America since I was a kid. And so it was a no-brainer to move here. Great. And then you said you attended FIT, I believe? Uh, FIDM 
in okay. uh, LA. Awesome. And so did you do that when you moved here? You moved and went to school there? Yeah, I went straight to LA. Very cool. I give you so much credit for trying something new and moving to a completely different country. I think that's really awesome. So this podcast is based around personal branding and social media marketing. If you had to describe your personal brand in two words, what would you say? Two is tough. Can I take three? <laughs> three is totally fine. Uh, I say determined, uh, authentic, and versatile. That's great. Um, and what platforms do you currently use? So right now I'm only on Instagram. I'm actually rebranding my IG. So I'm going to start a new Instagram um, and I'm planning to start doing podcasts and YouTube as well. Awesome. Um, And in regards to content, what is your favorite type of content to create? Do you prefer photos, videos, um, blog or written form? Uh, I'm a good writer. So Mm -hmm. I love creating simple posts uh, with words of encouragement in captions. Great. So in regards to your social media and really, you know, the topic of conversation for this show, I wanted to know what topics you talk about on social media and why you talk about them and why you're passionate about them. So I used to talk, talk a lot about politics because mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's very important. But now um, I'm really shifting my focus towards faith, uh, mm-hmm. relationships and family values. Great. So why are you passionate about faith, relationship and family values? Uh, because I think a lot of problems that we have these days in our world, um, they come from, they have a spiritual root, um, yeah. you know, and a lot of our issues are worldly, but we have to be realistic. We can't have any ideological shift before spiritual shift mm-hmm. and family and relationships are a big part of it. Um, you see right now, especially for our generation, um, there's a corrosion when it comes to family values and how people treat their partners in relationships, how they approach relationships. And so I'm really trying to do something about it, especially from a male perspective. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting that you bring that up because a lot of the like cultural and I would say, like you said, family and relationship pages that I do follow seem to tend to be like run by females. So it's interesting that you bring a male perspective into it. And I think, as you mentioned, it's, it's sometimes you want to talk about like, for example, politics or, you know, things that are current events that are happening in the world. But as you mentioned, I think a lot of it does just stem back to just like culturally and how society is being run in the direction of marketing and advertising and these big corporations and the messages they're pushing out there. That's what's really causing all of the political changes, in my opinion. Um, And I feel like that's, if you can get to the root cause, which it seems like that's what your focus is, which is like the spiritual connection, like just bringing on more, like talking about traditional cultural values. I think that that could actually be the game changer for all of this. So I know there's, yeah. yeah, and, and I know that you are involved in politics. So in a way, like with different organizations, like for example, I met you at Turning Point. I think they're doing a great job Um, just working on that cultural shift and kind of shifting it back to the traditional family values that it seems that a lot of our marketing and media is pushing us in a different direction. So really interesting that you brought that up. And I like that you're going into um, like talking about faith and relationships. And honestly, it might help too with, you know, shadow banning on Instagram, a political post to get kind of knocked down. (laughs) You approach it from a different It's been 10 months. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, trust me. I get it. There's like times I'll post something on my stories and like, my story reach will be like three people because like Instagram knows like they don't want people seeing it. So 
I totally get it. Um, but yeah, so in addition to running your own social media pages, I see that you are the COO of Stop the Demand Project. Could you tell us a little more about this? Yeah, so um, right now, uh, I'm a CEO of this organization. I'm working with my friend, Sophia. Uh, she's the founder of the, of the organization. Mm-hmm. So what Stop the Demand is, uh, we're trying to combat human trafficking through educational content um, mm-hmm. on social media. So we try to educate people through statistics, survivor stories, resources, uh, training, and even networking opportunities as well. So our main goal is to educate our community about human trafficking um, and to be that digital hub for resources, um, as well as providing a platform for organizations, like other organizations in a fight. In regards to people getting involved, is there a way to donate to the organization online? Do you sell merch? Is there any way that people can get involved in your organization? Yeah, so we have merch, uh, we have a website as well. Um, mm-hmm. And right now our focus is to really build on our writers team as well as our ambassador team as well, because uh-huh. we're just really trying to put out all this content and to explain, expand the influence so we can keep spreading awareness about this um, travesty. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's great that you're doing this and you're working as a nonprofit. That's awesome. But is there any information um, regarding human trafficking that you can share with us or any resources that you would recommend? Like, I know you said you produced the content. I looked at the Instagram page. It did have some, some content there, but is there, are there any statistics or information that you think would be beneficial to share with the audience just really quick? Yeah. So I think for, for anyone who wants to get involved, um, one of the first things you can do is go on, on the watch Org. So it's a website that teaches you what signs to look for um, in your daily lives to help you identify a, a victim or a survivor of human trafficking. Uh, it's a really good website and I would really, really recommend it. Um, I'll give you some basic information about human trafficking. So it is the fastest growing crime in the world. Um, it's been estimated to bring 150 billion revenues um, globally, and 40.3 million people are affected right now. So in the wow. United States alone, um, the average age a teen is trafficked in America is 12 to 14 years old. Uh, 71% of human trafficking victims are women and girls, mm-hmm. one in four victims are children, and only less than 1% of human trafficking victims are ever rescued. Wow. And this is just what we know because when it comes to human trafficking, um, not only people always think about sexual exploitation, but it's not mm-hmm. just that. It's also organ harvesting and mm-hmm. labor trafficking. And if it's labor trafficking, usually it's very hard to detect. I did a little research into human trafficking myself over the past, like I would say, few years or so. It's just, and I think it needs to be talked about more. And I think it's great that you're working with Stop the Demand Project to continue to get the word out there. One little like tidbit that I want to share is uh, just because this this podcast is based around social media, something that mm-hmm. people have mentioned as being helpful, and I've done it with my own pages, just just as like an extra layer of security is like, for example, not posting like Instagram stories with your location in real time, trying to build a blog or trying to build an audience really don't know who's looking at your stuff. And I think that, you know, regardless of where you are, obviously, you mentioned it's in the US and people don't realize that it's like literally like all are happening all around us. But just like the location thing is something that's really big for me, just making sure you're posting 
when you're posting, you're not actually there. And to try to like space out content so people can't really tell where you are, or where you're going, because even things like that can make a really big difference. And I know that there was some people sharing little tips and tricks for people on it, their day-to-day lives. And like, if you see something, say something, um, if something feels off to make sure to like trust that gut instinct, because it's so important. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize how like frequent it happens and how it's happening yeah. right here in a country that like you would mm-hmm. think it would be happening, but it, it's happening a lot. Here, it so. happens in every zip code, every yeah. single zip code in America. Yeah, it is. And that is just, I mean, obviously, it's yeah, it's insane. It's frightening, but it's great that you're spreading the word and getting more information out there. I think that's awesome. Be sure to add the link in the show notes and make sure that everybody can check out your uh, website and get involved if they're interested. Um, hey, so, you should join us. <laughs> you yeah, join no, our team. It, yeah, it sounds great. I'll definitely take, take a look at it. So moving a little bit in a different direction. And I wanted to know what made you uh, want to get started in politics and really uh, what made you want to get involved? And also, how long have you been involved in different organizations that are, I guess, working with the conservative movement? So I've always been a history buff. Um, I always, always loved history. And like I said, I've always loved America. And it was last year, I was in LA, graduated from my fashion school, and I was just looking at everything that's happening in America right now. And I just felt this urge, um, just in my heart, to really take a stand and do something about it. Um, and honestly, I think it's divine. I think it's from God, mm-hmm. um, like to go from fashion and politics, you know? Oh, yeah. And Big difference. Yeah. So and I, I, just, I just couldn't see, you know, I, I'm very grateful to be in this country. And mm-hmm. I saw how the left was destroying this country um, and most people just follow them without knowing what they're actually doing. And so I knew I had to use my voice, um, use this wisdom that God gave me um, to speak up. Mm-hmm. And so it's been over a year now, but it feels longer than that because politics, it, it's a lot, it's heavy, it burns you out. Definitely. And I think it's hard from my perspective. I don't know if this is the same for you, but to try to find that balance between like being informed and, you know, spreading the word and then also just like living your normal life, like day to day. And uh, it doesn't, I'm not saying like, you know, bury your head in the sand and just like forget about politics, but you do have to remember like to live too. So uh, it's been hard, I think the last like year and a half for me to find that balance with politics. Yeah, no, sorry. I've been speaking. I've been speaking with a few influencers on Instagram mm-hmm. as well, you know, and I know a lot of these influencers are actually dealing with, you know, different mental issues because you're literally facing evil mm-hmm. um, and all this heaviness, this darkness every single day. Like to talk about it, to think about it all the time, it's not great for your mental health. Right. No, absolutely. And I think, uh, like you mentioned, I think what's ha- like what we're seeing right now is so much bigger than just politics. It's it can feel really heavy. It can feel very out of your control, which it is essentially. But it's hard to kind of find that balance between, you know, staying informed and making sure you're spreading the word as much as you can. And and then also like you don't want to like completely engulf yourself in this because it is so heavy. And then it leads to, like you said, like sleepless nights, it gets really stressful. So finding that balance is important. I think people looking to get involved in the political space, it's like so important to make sure that you like protect yourself and like guard your heart with this, these things, because it goes a lot deeper than I ever could have imagined. What organizations are you currently involved with? 
So uh, I'm not officially involved with any of these organizations. Obviously, mm-hmm. I would love to be a Turning Point ambassador at some point. Yeah. Uh, because now they have the t- Turning Point faith, which mm-hmm. is something that I'm very passionate about and I would love to get involved. Um, I also obviously love live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very big pro-life advocate. Mm-hmm. And Freedom Center at, at the uh, Liberty University because they focus on faith a lot as well. So these are some of the organizations I love to, you know, join force with and to make a difference. Um, but I go to a lot of Turning Point events and a lot of my close friends, uh, I met them through Turning Point as well. Mm-hmm. So I have um, a soft spot for the organization. Yeah, that's no, sure. that's, that's great. And I think it's also important to note too, if anybody's listening that's interested in getting involved politically or maybe even just speaking their mind more, that you don't have to keep all of these thoughts that you have bottled up. There are other like-minded people out there like you. So even, you know, just following accounts like Turning Point, getting involved with you know, different organizations or just attending events, even if you don't want to become like officially affiliated with them. It's just a great way to like learn more and connect with other people who are like-minded because sometimes it can feel pretty lonely. I think like conservative mindset is a very independent mindset. Um, You don't seek like external validation, for example. So it's not the same, like it's not, it's, it's not groupthink. It's very individualized, but it's interesting to think about the fact that you're not alone and there are other people out there that feel the same way as you do. So well said. So well said. So I would love to know how you feel about the future of the USA and where you see the future going. And if you could leave us with maybe something positive. I know right now it seems a little negative, but if you, there's a <laughs> glimmer of hope for the future, we'd love to hear it. Uh, well, it's not all doom and gloom, you know, um, but right. we also have to be realistic. Um, I mm-hmm. think we have to really realize America's in deep trouble. I yeah. think you're in denial if you're still thinking, oh, you know, don't worry about it. We're going to take back the house next year. Trump right. will come back in 2024. But it's bigger than that. It's bigger than Trump, bigger than all that, you know. Um, right. America's in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. So it's now to take a stand. Um, mm-hmm. And one, some a piece of advice I, I can give people who want to get involved is that, especially if you're a Christian, stop seeking worldly approval. Um, mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, I want to be called a good and faithful servant by God, mm-hmm. not by anyone else. You know, so why worry about you know the frown of men when you have to smile from God? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a quote from you know my favorite president of all time. Um, he said, "If you lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. It's the last thing on earth." And that's Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, so we have to do something. So the time is now. Um, don't be afraid, and just know that. You, you might feel isolated. It might feel scary, but not only you have God on your side, but also there's a huge community out here, you know, that you don't realize. And the friends you meet from this movement is greater than all the friends you ever lose. Yeah. Um, who people who people leave you because you speak your mind. So, and life's too short to hide to stop yourself from being truly who you are. So, no, that's great. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, um, like you mentioned, uh, throughout just speaking my mind and being vocal about my views, I've definitely lost a lot of like, quote unquote, friends that you realize weren't actually friends to begin with. And then you've, I've made so many new friends that are just like such more valuable relationships. And I think that that's um, so important to share. And it's really comforting to know that if there are people out there looking to speak their mind, that you shouldn't be scared because there are other people out there that will back you up and that are very like-minded to you. So that's great advice. And in regards to the future of the USA, I think having conversations with people like yourself 
can be really encouraging, especially to future generations, because you know that, you know, I think there's going to be a cultural shift again. I think that yeah. while they're trying to push a different narrative right now, um, at the end of the day, I think people are standing up. I think I, you see it slowly. It one yeah. by one. I think it's so interesting to see how there really is a shift where there is definitely like a some pushback right now. And I think it's only going to get stronger as more and more people have conversations like we're having right now. Yeah, like the great revival is happening. I think a lot Absolutely. of these people, like the left is always overplaying their hands. Yes. And once again, they've done that. And at the end of the day, people want to be free. No mm -hmm. one no one likes to be locked down and all restricted and everything. And so I think it's always about checks and balances. Mm -hmm. When we've gone this, um, you know, when this tyranny has gone so far, it's mm -hmm. going to bend back and people yes. are going to fight back, even, you know, the so-called liberals right and i think people are starting to realize that maybe like they're not they don't want to be affiliated with such a radical agenda and i like if, if yeah. there's and i've been thinking about this for a while too i'm like i think people are slowly and slowly like realizing more and waking up to like what's happening right now and then being like whoa i don't want this to happen and starting to stand up which is really great to see and i think it's only going to keep going in that direction so Anyways, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? And if you could just include your Instagram handle so people can follow along. Uh, no, I love being here this morning with you, Bex. Um, it, it's been great. It's been fun. Um, this is only my second podcast ever. So you guys oh. would have to excuse my little rambling and whatnot. No, it's, you sounded great. Um, thank you. Um, too kind. So right now I'm on Instagram. Um, so you guys can follow my current instagram so it's real jordan huey so my first and last name mm -hmm. on instagram and um, i'm also involved with speak truth out fear as well i'm the social media director mm -hmm. um and i'm the ceo for Sub the demand project as well mm -hmm. so yeah you can find me there you can always dm me um and i will announce my ins new instagram very soon as well so okay. Perfect. And I'll be sure to share that and um, add that to my Branding with Bex page just so people can follow your new account once it's up. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and we will talk soon. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Jordan wanted me to leave you with this quote and it says, can't have ideological shift before spiritual shift. Can't break hardened hearts or change made up minds. Only gospel truth and Jesus can. I know right now things can seem really crazy. They can seem out of our control. It's a lot. It's heavy. But I want you to remember to keep the faith, to continue to have conversations like the one Jordan and I just had, where we can hear it from different perspectives, different backgrounds. Jordan came here from another country. He appreciates the American dream and the American way of life so much, and I think we can learn a lot from that. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you rated it and reviewed. And I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Take care. <laughs>